Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. I love gizmos. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY. 217-629-7970. Get you on the air with Bull from BOH Computers today for any tech issues, problems, questions you have. Good morning, Bull. Good morning. Unfortunately, if you have some Windows issues, we just won't be able to repair that. We can try setting it back to the previous update. But <laughs> yes. I've noticed like the little sound icon in the corner when you move the bar left and right, it should make a sound notifying you that something's playing. That's not that doesn't seem to be working, but your sound is working perfectly fine. So there's some weird issues out there, yeah. and we've seen some updates um, on a couple of mine where it just basically makes makes the the sound disappear completely. Yep. Um, and in one case, I mean, we did even hardware troubleshooting, and the comp and Dell replaced the board motherboard, thinking that's what it was. Yeah, it was even, an update. Yeah, God, I know. So. Nvidia and released it took a it a while to get a thing out going. Um, by the way, this update's breaking the sound. They got to have enough people report it, yep. and then they test it. And NVIDIA actually released a statement sometime last week that if you're losing frames in your games or if you're having lag issues, roll back your Windows update. And and there was supposed to be a Windows update to make gaming faster. So yep. <laughs> they, so they're they trying, see, but, yeah, yeah. It's opposite world. Yep. Any one-day events today? Yeah, today is Harristown and uh, what was the other one? Divernon, I believe. Let me. I'm double checking. That's all right. I got to but see. They're both uh, nine to noon. They're both convenience events. So uh, if you have any TVs, you can just bring them to me, or there's a charge for them. It was a beautiful Saturday uh, last weekend. Got to visit with Leo when I dropped my stuff off. I had a couple just really old uh, towers to bring, no monitors or anything like that. But uh, at least it was a nice, beautiful day. No rain yep. or anything. And I know Brian was in was in Sherman last week. So again, continues to uh, to be like be crazy and, and clean those stuff out it's not raining now so if you're in those areas or you want to run them by the store get it get it done you can always yeah. go trust me you can always go around and, and find electronics to get rid of uh, yeah we were talking piles. off air about how much electronic waste you can accumulate within just a year's time just from some of the one day events we did last year and people still bring us stuff that they just find in closets or in the basement mm -hmm. or you upgrade stuff so then you have stuff you have to get rid of just yeah. throw it in the back of the garage for a little bit Funny how everybody has extra money to, to spend, or a lot <laughs> yeah. of people do. This is an interesting one, and this this took two years to put together, and, and I'm excited to see it. I haven't had a chance to actually break down the full report yet, but the Federal Trade Commission put out a uh, – the hearing started in 2019, and then another push from Congress in 2020 with – they call it nixing the fix. Uh, Federal Trade Commission did this, and then from that they had hearings – iFixit was there. Other uh, technology repair companies and that were at this. Basically, con and, and the Federal Trade Commission's report now completely confirms this. Anti-repair actions by large companies are hurting small business, undermining your ownership rights, and hurting the planet. And and as the this article is directly from iFixit, by the way, and they said, and of course we've been telling people this for fifteen years. Yeah. And yep. and 
Brian and you have talked about it, and, and we've covered on the show at length. Is every new model that comes out is just increasingly more difficult to repair. Like they took the batteries out of the phones so that you could swap them at home by yourself. I mean, they're just doing everything they can to prevent you from being able to repair it or even take it to a local shop and have them repair it. You have to send your phone to Apple mm-hmm. or take it to an Apple certified store. One of the big arguments from this is that manufacturers claim that the market was working fine and that opening up repair access would undermine the safety and security of their products. And right from the report, quote, there is scant evidence to support manufacturers' justifications for repair restrictions. So this um, could get very interesting going yeah. forward. And this is from the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, recommended for government action to address those failures. Some of the, the highlights of this report said warranties are being routinely voided in violation of the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act, and we've touched on that. And that if was, you're, yeah, recent. Yep, and if you're a listener to this radio station, you hear uh, Randy from Lubemaster talk about it with car repair. It's not just for cars. It's for all of this stuff and, yeah. and companies and even I believe it was the 90s uh, when you would get 90s and 2000s, you'd get computers that had a little sticker that said warranty yep. void if broken. They were sued back then and they lost, but they continue to push that kind of stuff. Uh, so so those com- are not valid. If you have anything that has a sticker on it that says right. warranty void if if open. Yeah. Um, so the commission takes these alleged allegations seriously, continue to address illegal practices in the marketplace. Uh, another finding, the burden of repair restrictions may fall more heavily on communities of color and uh, low-income communities. Um, and again, because stuff's uh, low-income, st- some of that electronic stuff is expensive to get yep. repaired. The pandemic has uh, exasperated the effects of repair restrictions on consumer. Well, duh. <laughs> and I mean, it's not a big deal if you have a spare just laying around. Right. If you have to send your phone to Apple for the two weeks or whatever to get the one in return. But if you don't have that spare, it... It is hurting. Well, low sure, and part of what people. it is too is is the um, with part limitations and who can repair it. So let's say you send a phone off to Apple. If they didn't have didn't have parts, who knows how long that's going to yeah. sit there? Especially if you don't have something else. You could mail it halfway across the country to get it to a place that has parts, or just order the parts. But either way, yeah, that's time that you are without your device. Mm-hmm. I fix it said this is a great step in the right direction. We're glad to see the FTC acknowledges the scope of the problem and the harm to consumers. Uh, FTC concluded their report, and, and it's all available online if you want to go really uh, read it closely. It says, to address unlawful repair restrictions, the FTC will pursue appropriate law enforcement and regulatory options, as well as consumer education consistent which are with our statutory authority. So now we hope this happens. A couple of the other just summary pieces here. Uh, that they found that, quote, many manufacturers restrict independent repair and repair by consumers, and you guys yep. know this from what you see come in the door, product designs that complicate or prevent repair, yep. unavailability of parts and repair information. Hey, Apple! Uh, has to have this chip in it, so it says it's an Apple-certified cord. Designs that make independent repairs less safe. Policies or statements that steer consumers to manufacture repair networks. Yep, and some of those are shady. Application of patent rights and enforcements of trademarks, which are being used illegally or incorrectly. Disparagement of non-OEM parts and independent repair, as you guys see as well. So just electronic waste. Yep. We can't use these parts. Software locks and firmware updates, again. um, And end user user license agreements. 
So um, it. Uh, I hope that they create some kind of standard for these things so that we stop seeing like motherboards with RAM soldered onto the board where it's built and part of the board. That's one of the most used components of the board. I mean, RAM is used for everything. So it's one of the quickest parts that goes out. Being able to swap RAM out in and out is super simple, but they're soldering it onto the board mm-hmm. now. Um, some of those Chromebooks, they have a 32 gigabyte solid state just built into the board. Windows is starting to get bigger than 32 gigs, so those actually cannot hold yeah. Windows 10 anymore. I just I just worked on an older uh, Surface that was uh, a 64 meg drive, and yeah, it's it's crazy. It, Windows took up half of it. Uh, some of the complaints coming from the manufacturers since this report came out, basically saying, "Oh, it's this is intellectual property." But the FTC said, "Well, it's clear that manufacturers' assertion of intellectual property rights can impede repairs by individuals and independent repair shops." In many instances, intellectual property rights do not appear to present an obstacle to repair. Basically, they're saying, oh, it's trade secrets, but if they share it with their approved people, then it's not a, considered a trade secret anymore. So, again, if you want to read the, the iFixit article where they break it down from their side and they look at safety, cybersecurity, other things, and then they also link to the actual FTC report, uh, I recommend it. So it's a long read. But uh, really educational one. I'll make sure uh, email Brian to him. Assuming he's seen it, but if not, I will send it to him. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a hard thing a to read. debate because it, it is. If you invent something brand new, like if you come up with a new Bluetooth, you should have all the rights to it, and you shouldn't have to open source share it to everyone. No, but, I mean there I mean, should there can be some limitations, but don't yeah. make that an excuse. So nobody else can repair They're our literally product. Literally the entire phone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy for. Computers, Internet, BOH Computers, 217-629-7970, the phone number for any issues, problems, questions you have. Um, Some big bugs out there this week that uh, you should be aware of. One for Android phones and then one for Dell computers. I'm assuming you've seen both of these, Bull, or at least... uh, At least probably the Dell one I have. The uh, Qualcomm has an issue, uh, they call it a modem flaw. It affects 30% of all phones. Let's attackers record phone calls. It's the uh, mobile station modem that affects millions of Android phone, phones worldwide. Claims hackers can exploit the vulnerability and gain access to text messages, phone calls, and in some cases, even unlock your SIM card. They said the the mobile station modem is an integral part of the chip that dates back to the 90s yeah. and is still it's part of some no, of the well newest 5G name, yep. chips. So they... Uh, um, Qualcomm is aware of the vulnerability. Companies said they have already issued a fix. I don't know if they – I'm assuming they pushed it out to phones. I did get a security update on my Android yesterday. Yeah. I need to go in and read the details if that was covered under it. But check your phones. If you have an Android, Do even just do the manual search for check for update. Mine, I think it was like 100 meg. It wasn't very big compared to some of the updates I get. But, yeah, definitely go check your phone. But a phone. very serious security update. Yeah. yeah. Again – Looking at this, well, most people are most people under risk of being hacked for those things. Probably not. Probably not. But, but update it because it is it is a critical piece. Um, you never know what kind of enemies you have out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just people that want to see what you're doing. Uh, yeah. The other one, Dell has another one. Uh, Dell has put a. If you have a Dell computer, go out to their support site, just Dell.com, and then search for support. And what it do? There's a little. Uh, that's one thing I really do like about Dell computers is you install their little program. Some 
computers it runs as a desktop thing. Others, you go through their website. But it scans to see what drivers and things you need to update. There's a firmware update that came out uh, because they found a vulnerability that's 12 years old. Yikes. Vulnerability firmware updater has been installed by default of hundreds of millions of Dell computers since 2009. Uh, they have five high-severity security flaws were discovered in it. Um, and we think from hackers can use them to uh, escalate privileges, bypass security controls, take control of the entire computer, do whatever. So, like I said, even for if you're even running an older Dell computer, run this scan because it, it while Dell doesn't normally push updates out for older computers, for stuff like this, they do. Especially if it's something this serious. Uh, what was it that they said they were? It was exactly it the exploit has to do with uh dell's firmware updater there's a vulnerability in the actual firmware updater itself and it gets installed on all these computers by default okay so that's part of the the bios i imagine is mm -hmm. what it would be okay yes uh it has remote con remote cold execution remote code not cold excuse me <laughs> execution vulnerability so yeah so i mean they can be anywhere and then be able to compromise that system uh, Sentinel Labs notified, notified Dell in 2020, uh, December 2020, and, the, and provided documentation and mitigation instructions. Uh, so it's basically the the instructions that it boils down to remove the utility and push out a replacement. Yeah. So while not a, I mean, not a deep fix, it's a very a smart one. essential one. Yeah. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. The phone number. Apple's also put some stuff out um, recommending a few other updates. They've had some security issues, things. As well. Apple's had a much, much more things of this. They had two security issues. Um, in some cases, they've already may have had some phones exploited with this. Uh, both security issues involve their WebKit and involve all iPhone models all the way back to the iPhone 6S. Also, a lot of iPad models as well. So it basically it can processing pieces can create malicious web or malicious web content can basically go into your phone or iPad and screw stuff up as well as their WebKit, which also can uh, yeah. There's cause not very, some other pieces. There's not very much malware for phones, but they no. are computers with code in them. So I mean, it is entirely possible for people to put ad trackers or something like that so yeah so make sure again also run the, the checks on your iphone to make yeah. sure there's no security updates hanging out there because sometimes the phone will say hey you're an update and people ignore it or push it off yeah. if it's security ones like this these those are the kind of things uh they don't recommend usually they'll let you on. know if they're urgent yes and unfortunately some of the urgent ones do come with some other issues we're seeing a lot of just annoying things with one of the latest ones but it's just there's no perfect code out there, so when they there's the the old adage, there's 99 bugs of code in the wall. Take one down, pa patch it around. 125 uh -huh. bugs and code in the wall. <laughs> yes, yeah, the number never goes down. Yeah. Something else to be aware of if you use, especially on an Android phone or on a computer, Google Photos, you have about three weeks left for unlimited storage. Goes away on June the first. Uh, then there's a 15 gig cap company announced last fall that Google Photos was going to uh, remove the the unlimited number and, and replace it with that. So 
I imagine if you use over that 15 gigs already, you'll get whatever you won't, your max yeah, you'll is. Be able, you won't be able to add, at least I understand, yeah. add more, but they're not going to delete your photos down to yeah. 15 gig. The other thing to be aware of is if you're using uh, Gmail and Google Drive, that eats into that number. Gotcha. So if you go in and, and you don't use Google Photos now and you're going to to beat the deadline and it says you only have 10 gig available, go look at, at Google Drive or your Gmail and you may have to clean some stuff up. Yeah, so, I mean, I know photos are starting to get a lot higher resolution nowadays. Yes, they but are. 15 gigs of photos is quite a bit. That's right. That's a pretty good amount. Um, you should probably go through and delete if you take like the 20 pictures of your kids and they're all the exact same. Pick your one or two favorites and delete the rest. Yeah, and, and I, I find it funny, though, because, I mean, Google especially has been the one so long that just gave unlimited everything, and yeah. and now they're dialing that back when people have had it for years. storage so. space is expensive. I mean, it is. You're, See, I, you're find, up space I think it's on got much computer. cheaper now because yeah. the, the drive cost has, has plummeted. I know right now, in the short term, it's expensive. But well, overall, capacity has just increased exponentially. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's and and the speed of, of drives, but again the the chips storage yep. uh, or shortage, excuse me, it's really is, messing everything up. Yes, it is. It is computers, internet, BLH computers, two one seven six two nine seven nine seven. Got a lot more things to cover. Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets. Go, go, gadget phone. Gizmos and games. Shall we play a game? Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY. 217-629-7970. Tech issues, problems, questions. Bull here. We were talking about uh, Apple just before the break. Their newest iOS update, 14.5, added uh, uh, made a lot of people in the Apple community happy when they added the app tracking transparency feature, which if you've not looked at that, lets users decide what apps they will allow to, for targeted advertising, etc., and uh, thanks to an Apple report, just 4% of iPhone users in the U.S. have agreed to app tracking after that update. Wow. And I would almost imagine that at least a good percentage of that 4% believe in order to use the app, you have to let them track you. It's that or they yeah. don't. I know, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, is the wide age range of people that use iPhones. Yep. Some people just get, get the update and quickly okay whatever and then move on yep. and don't pay attention to the options that you can then change so i'm betting if there was more advertisement to different age groups you would see that number get down yeah. under one percent these are the people who didn't know that this yep. kind of thing was coming through oh i have iPhone, an update so. and then they just ignore anything that came along with it so so this um, was for instagram and facebook were the main things that the transparency app changed yes. so both of them notified you hey would you opt into which is a very important piece as well would you opt into allowing us to track your data and it's no and then no. worldwide numbers are at 12 percent for people that allow it again i think still and and the article that i read here and the and the numbers don't seem to if they did take it into account they didn't mention it that they of people just not paying attention yeah. to what the updates do but even still that's not a great number you're gonna see a lot of um, of issues, and, and the article gets into, too, that Facebook was trying all these different campaigns to tell users, 
that that having these privacy measures are a bad thing. Uh, yeah. No, sir, they should. Giving aren't. us your data is a good thing yes. for these reasons. Yes, we can tell you where you are every second of every day. Say there was actually a, uh, I think it was an Instagram artist, and all of his stuff has since been removed. But uh, he was posting something that was it was breaking down exactly why you were seeing ads that you were. It was hi, your name is this. You were sent this ad because you are. A male who likes soccer, but more importantly, you are single. So just to let you know the information that is used to target these ads towards you. It's crazy. It is It is absolutely crazy to see some of this stuff. This is an interesting one, too. Um, under the, the new FCC uh, head, they released a bunch of info and, and some studies that some of the biggest ISPs paid $8.5 million dollars to get fake comments sent to the FCC to oppose net neutrality. Yep. Uh, that is one of the real issues with social media nowadays is there is absolutely nothing stopping me from creating 30 accounts from a script mm -hmm. and just having them go to friend account and type, hey, you are dumb or something like this that. This came from the uh, the New York State Attorney General, uh, Letitia James. 18 million out of the 22 million comments were fabricated both pro and anti-net neutrality. So it wasn't totally one-sided, yeah. but uh, one, <laughs> yeah, like you said, people wrote scripts. One 19-year-old submitted 7.7 million pro-net neutrality comments under fake randomly generated names. Uh, mo the, the ones that, the reason they're, they're talking more about the, the ISP side is because ISP sent a, spent a huge amount of money to get this done. Comcast, yeah. Charter, AT&T, the biggest uh, in this complaint. Gee, imagine that uh, because they cover such war large uh, swaths of everything. Cox and CenturyLink on the the, uh, the list as well. The Wireless Association, the Internet Television Association, and Telecommunications Industry Association uh, also dropped tons of money. So, yeah, you want to... Uh, uh, blame anybody for this push that's where it is and and of course these these companies say we have no direct knowledge of doing this yeah. at all it's because yeah oh, they it was pay steve through. the janitor who hired somebody mm -hmm. to do that and like no he's just your fall guy unfortunately they they pay through these ever these companies that they're tied to and that's that's what's getting done with that so kind of an interesting uh piece here and i mean they are trying to combat this uh, you see instagram twitter facebook deleting swaths of bots at a time they delete 20 oh, God, 30 thousand yeah. bots but the damage is already done at that point yep. all they have to do is go on there at a certain day at a certain time and tell you hey don't vote net neutrality and if you don't vote it because you believe this what does it matter if two days later they catch that that's a bot? Exactly. Uh, some of the other stuff we've, we've talked about over the years on this show is if you're buying stuff and looking on Amazon, forget the positive reviews. Read the negative ones. One, and a lot of the times the neutral reviews as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I don't disagree there because the negative reviews could be a few things. Is okay, this, this product is really garbage or the people using it. Miss something, don't get it, whatever. I know Leo tells a great story, and Brian has too, about a camera that Leo got such a deal on because all the reviews he realized were people not understanding how to use it. Yeah. But because the reviews were bad, the price was low. Well, the these positive reviews you see, and, and some say verified purchaser and some don't, somebody left an open database online and people found it. Uh, 13 million data records 
relating to an organized group of fake reviews for Amazon. Data which totals 7 gig relates to more than 200,000 individuals covered by researchers working on the behalf of an antivirus specialist safety detectives. They found an, basically this open server which had this March 1st, 2021, monitored the status over the next few days. It was locked down March the 6th. So the, the server itself located in China but relates to individuals in both Europe and the U.S. And uh, so basically, they, yeah, they would go in and put these fake reviews all over the place. And the vendors send people who are prepared to leave fake reviews a list of products for which they would like a five-star review. So it's the vendors are involved in this too. These people then buy their products, leave the review, at which point they send a message to the vendor containing a link to their Amazon profile. And then the scam, they PayPal them their money or they refund them. And that's yeah. even what you see happening here in the U.S. where people get random products and they have no idea why. Is it's things like this. The the person that's getting paid, they don't care if their product showed up a night or, or, yeah. or showed up on their porch. Or the, and the vendor really doesn't either. It's the they're just getting they paid and, yeah, it's yeah. the reviews that causes other people to buy more of these products. If you see 99% positive reviews on a product, you're you know going to have confidence in purchasing it. But if they're fake, if it's all bots, then how can we verify if this is a good product or not? Yeah, it's it's crazy to to continue to see that and see the weird weird way people make money to elevate a product or, or yeah do i've been having a lot of issues with amazon in general recently purchasing stuff off there and just getting some kind of cheap knockoff instead and even if i go to leave a negative review of it uh the last two times i've done it amazon has actually said we can't post this review because it is about the seller and not about the product so if you would like to review the product go here if you would like to review the seller go here <laughs> because i i didn't necessarily buy a product from this seller it paid that seller, but then they pulled this product out of a box of all the other products. That's That's been a complaint I've seen popping up with, where, yeah, people think it's coming directly from Amazon, and it's not really disclosed. It's a third-party person, and, yeah, whatever it is is, is garbage. And, and returning the product in most cases seems fairly easy or whatever, but it's the hassle of, hey, this isn't what I ordered. This is crap. You're marketing this. is totally this. off. Yeah. yeah. 217-629-7970. Sony's getting sued uh, for monopoly pricing on the PlayStation downloads. Uh, it's a proposed class action. says Sony's moves have increased price, prices for PlayStation games. Again, I think it's 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 funny. It's A lot of this stuff is coming out of the Apple uh, versus Epic Games lawsuit because they're comparing, looking at what other companies are doing and how things yeah, are working. Yeah, a lot of and their information is becoming le- or yep. becoming public domain now. Yeah, one thing that I was reading is that uh, I don't remember if it was eight point nine billion or if it was eighty nine billion. I know that's quite a big difference, but we're talking about scopes of money that are unrealistic. Yeah, uh, Fortnite has paid uh, eight point nine, I think it was billion, in royalties to be able to give video games away for free. So they are buying these games in order to give them away for Mm -hmm. free. And all of this is built off the back of selling Fortnite skins. So just cosmetics in a video game. To make your person look like something or whatever. Green instead of blue, or you look like a chicken instead of a person. That does not affect the gameplay in any way, shape, or form. Except I'm shooting at a chicken instead of shooting at a cow, instead of shooting at a ballerina or something. Exactly. That's a lot of money for them to pay out. Mm -hmm. So I can't even think of the scope of money they have made just off of these skins. And they're saying there's no retail competition. They they compare Microsoft to Nintendo's digital storefronts. But the the difference is is PlayStation 
store in, starting in 2019 became the only console market to stop allowing the sale of digital game codes through brick and mortar and online retailers. Basically, if you want, you can buy Switch games or Xbox games digitally through anywhere, really, if, if you can find them. I bought stuff through through Walmart or, or GameStop or whoever. You can get those for the Switch and Nintendo. For Sony, you can't. Nope, it's only going to be online um, now. So that's uh, uh, just saying they eliminated competition, and it's, it's bringing the price up. Another thing that I saw that was released is um, there was a apology letter from Epic Games, and I don't remember exactly who it was. I think it was Activision, but one of the games that they that was on there that did uh, just had in-game currency. They had to apologize because over seventy percent of their transactions were fraudulent. So they were from Ouch. stolen credit cards, or they were reversed once the transaction was complete. So they actually had to stop sales. In, of their in-game currency in this game until they were like, we got to get this figured out. <laughs> yeah. We are so sorry that this much money is actually needs to be returned because it was fraudulent. But uh, but at least they owned up to it and and are uh, yeah. trying to do it. Um, it just goes to show people if they can figure out an exploit in something, they will take it to a T. I mean, I'm sure it's crazy to think what people spend on video games nowadays on just the the cosmetics of the video games well, not and, even and the, microtransactions especially yep. the loot boxes continue to be looked at very close for all kinds of things everything from oh this is gambling to this that and yeah yep. it's it's interesting and and again i would suggest if you're interested in, in especially in technology and how the tech companies are running follow this case closely because more and more things come out um every day uh, it, this Epic versus the Apple Store Epic, um, I think they're going to win this one. And I mean, it all started because Epic's game was on Apple's server or store, and Apple wanted, I think it was 30%, yep. and they were like, no. And Apple removed them, and they were like, okay, well, you are controlling a monopoly, and that is, I think that's the whole Pretty much. Court exhibits include email threads that fill 60 binders worth of documents, uh, along with it's opening up this the documentation of negotiation with Netflix, Microsoft, Facebook, uh, all this wow, stuff. So it's some... and because it's becoming public record, everybody else is getting to see uh, Apple in in some of its documentation showed compromises they made to Netflix. So especially That's if cool. they're That's interesting. Yep. Um so this will have very wide reaching uh, Long-standing, yeah, yeah for not just Apple, for everybody. Because yeah. if they know, let let's say uh, Google pulls something similar to this, and they know it's it has a high risk to go to court, and those books get opened, it they may just say, yeah, we're not going to do it. Yep, uh, or they'll if make, Apple ends up winning this, they could have control of the entire everything as far as their app store goes. And I mean, they should have some control over it, but it's monopolies are never a good thing. No, uh, it, it stifles competition. It causes issues, and and people have always complained, even with with uh, Android, with having Google or uh, Chrome as its default browser, and and or Microsoft com uh, Windows computers coming with with just Edge. It's it's a monopoly. Uh, no, because you can put the other ones on there, and you're not yeah. restricted. You so do we, have to use those for ten seconds to go get the other yes, ones. Yes, you do, you and then the you never touch them again. <laughs> the, the the amount of memes I see online just that alone is, is astounding. Covered a lot of ground, got a little bit more to go. We'll touch on some different things, including this day. It is Computers Internet, VOH Computers. 217-629-7970. Any tech issues, problems, questions you have. 
couple last minute things before we wrap up the show today. Uh, we talked a little while back about the uh, finalists for the the strong National Museum of Play, and they inside of that they have the Video Game Hall of Fame, and they have put out the official ones that are now going in. I think it was a few months ago we talked about uh, what was going to go in there. So the four are. 1982's Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's when it was first released, and wow, I remember, actually remember that really old one like that and how how cool it seemed, but it was wireframe and... and I don't think I ever played that, but that's one of the yep. ones yep. nowadays that you can get in VR that needs, like, you got to have one of the uh-huh. best computers in the world to run that. Yep, you can go go to YouTube and look up yep. the videos of it from back then. 85's Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Which I was obsessed with in school. And that Those was, games were That was a fantastic. good educational, very yep. good educational game. I mean, spun off a TV series, yep. all kinds of stuff. Uh, 1998 StarCraft. Which is a hugely popular game. Uh, and then this one, which is still a, a massively popular, but I even told my kids how old it was. They're like, wait, what? 2001's Animal Crossing. Jeez. Uh, they, they did beat out, uh, and we may see them back next year, Call of Duty, Portal, Guitar Hero, and Farmville. Portal, so, Portal would be one of those ones that it was very uh, intelligent in the way that it, a lot of its puzzles work. Yes. Farmville was a hugely wide-reaching uh, back game, when, as annoying as it may come across as. Back when, and I think it was uh, one of my favorite comedians, Louis Black, did a piece on on Farmville where there was it was so popular, people were actually paying other people to get in their account and yeah, maintain their farms during yep. the day. Hi, you're on with Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Uh, hi. At the beginning of the show today, you talked about a website for checking Dell um, up, updates. Yeah. What you, was that website? If you just again? go to Dell.com and then across the top menu, there should be one for support. Yep. And then choose product support. It will uh, basically, there's a little button where it'll, I think it's, I don't remember exact wording, but it'll scan your computer. Yeah. And then it may ask you to install a little program that then links it up so it can run a deeper scan and then tell you what drivers your computer Say, As long needs. as it's Dell.com, make sure that that's where it is you're going. It is fine to install their the software that they have to help check your drivers and check for any firmware updates you would need. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep, no thank problem. you very much for the phone call. 217-629-797, the phone number. Um a lot of us, I use it on Google, and, and people know the term 2FA or two-factor authentication in general. Google now is making it or, or soon going to be making it the default for your Google account. Which I, I agree with. I mean, it's, I, yeah. it is a little annoying to have to go through these steps, but the security is – this is one of those opposite of you give up security for convenience. You're giving up convenience for security, which right. is fantastic, I think. So if you're signing into a computer, more of a computer that, that – it doesn't know. Yeah. Like the one, the when I use the the studio computer here at work to get into my Gmail, it pops up with a thing to my phone, and I have to identify yep. a number, and I get in. But it is it, it's a security thing. Trust me. It's it in that case, it's worth it. Hi, you're on with Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Hey, morning, guys. Hey, uh, I have a question, but before that, um, got a got a computer from you guys. Uh, my buddy did has a business. Um, a really good one a few weeks ago and he has an old HP printer which is I mean it's a it's a big business class printer so after going out to HP to to get the drivers it will not scan any longer so I called you guys 
and you, you're you're like, well, if you bring it in and the printer, you know, we'll we'll uh, see if we can figure it out. Which I appreciated that. So we ended up calling HP, and they said, oh no, it's too old. It's you know out of support. We can't help you. Blah blah blah. So what I ended up doing was going out uninstalling the printer, and then going out to Windows Update, and where it has other updates you can click down on. It had the driver out there that worked fine. I mean, this guy was ready to go out and buy a, you know, it's an expensive printer. And, uh, you know, that's how HP treats their customers. I mean, why wouldn't they just say go out to Windows Update and try there first? Because they're not going to tell you they want to stay inside their business and not tell you to go to somebody else? Yeah, and the one through Windows, it could be one for like 8.1 that has compatibility for Windows 10. So it's... Windows is offering it, but HP doesn't know if they want to offer it or not. Um, unfortunately, it's more yeah. than likely what Doc just said, which is, yeah, it's just not working. It's too old, unfortunately. you got to buy a new one. Yeah, uh, yeah, ex- exactly. And he was he was about ready to buy one, too. We just got, got lucky. But anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that little piece of information. Uh, my question is, though, monitors. Uh, what is the best, clearest kind of monitor that you can get? And, and and what kind of connector does that use? I mean, you can get like a 4K or an 8K resolution monitor. Those are exceedingly expensive. And, yes. The, um, of course. Well, I'm talking best within reasonable <laughs> price range. Um, <laughs> I look at I look at such things as as what the refresh rate is. Um, most anything's going to be LED now. Um, I'll, I'll have to I'll try and dig it up before next week because we're just about out of time. Look at a couple different yeah. options. Most will okay. connect either DisplayPort or HDMI anymore. Yep. Those are the two best best ways to hook those up. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you very much okay. for the phone call. Sorry, I wish we had if we had a little bit more time, I'd I'd try and dig it up. But we we just got a couple minutes left here. Windows is also pushing an update out soon. That's going to get rid of the Windows ninety five looking era icons. So. If you like those, be expect to uh, to see them go away. You can save them somewhere, yes. save them as a certain file type, and then point your com- the shortcut at them. Like there is a way you can keep them if you want. Windows is just deleting the built-in ones. Exactly. I'm gonna give you all a safety reminder from from us here at Let's Talk Computers Internet. If you're doing a Zoom call <laughs> and you're driving, put your earbuds in and do it that way. Don't hold it up in your car. Yeah. Ohio State Senator was using a fake background, one of the digital backgrounds you can use in Zoom, but people realized that it every once weird. in a while it, it yeah. flipped out a little bit and you could see a piece of it. It was the outside of his car window he was driving. Well, not only that, I have to at least be thankful that he had his seatbelt on because he was driving safely. And they noticed but. that, but the, the thing he was doing was on distracted driving. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any questions, you want to talk about anything like that, any recycling, come see us at BLH Computers, uh, 1832 Stevenson Drive in Springfield, 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville, uh, 832 South Main in Jacksonville, or find us online, blhcomputers.com. Thank you.